1: With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. It's time to talk about the Green Bay Packers. This is your Packers update, the Daily Cheese, brought to you by Packernet.com and powered by Overtime Media. The Daily Cheese is a collaboration with the Packernet Podcast, hosted by Ryan Schlipp, the Back Daddy. And I'm your host, J.J. Leahy. Today I'm going to break down to three big-name wide receivers the Packers absolutely need to try and trade for, no matter the cost, if they want to win their division and beat the Chicago Bears. You ready? There are none. The only possible way you watch what happened in Tampa Bay and your takeaway is, oh gosh, we need to trade for wide receiver, is confirmation bias. You've wanted the Packers to trade or draft a wide receiver for forever, but everybody laughed at you when the Packers were blowing out their opponents, hanging up 42 points against the Lions, the offense looked unstoppable, and people laughed for good reason. It was ridiculous. Well, it's still ridiculous. Zero wide receivers in the NFL would have changed what happened in Tampa. J.J. Watt would not have changed what happened in Tampa. Khalil Mack would not have changed what happened in Tampa. On Sunday, the Green Bay Packers experienced systemic failure at every level. The players all played terribly. The coaching was appalling. Lafleur made no adjustments. Mike Pettin came in with the worst defensive game plan I could possibly think of for beating Tom Brady. Aaron Rodgers played possibly the worst game of his career, but he had Devonte Adams. The defense had Kenny Clark. Anyone who tries to tell you that we need to make a big trade in order to start winning games again is full of it, and you should not listen to them. Beyond the fact that you cannot convince me there's a single player in the NFL that would be worth trading for right now, let's look at the cost. The Packers need to re-sign David Bakhtiari, Corey Lindsley, Aaron Jones, Jamal Williams, and Kevin King, and there's a Devontae Adams contract extension coming up. That's impossible. So first of all, let's start by not eating up even more cap space and having to let even more of those guys walk. Right now, we can pay maybe two of them. Maybe. Second, the Packers have made it abundantly clear that their method to building their roster is through the draft. They do not view trading draft picks for players as a wise move. So even if you think that you really want John Ross or J.J. Watt or A.J. Green or Kenny Stills or Julio Jones, I promise you the Packers will not do it. And anyone out there who has a podcast who's telling you this is a possibility, they're wrong. And if they genuinely believe that when they watch the Tampa Bay game, they saw the biggest flaw being a lack of a wide receiver number two, they don't have any clue what they're talking about. I understand losing games is no fun. I have felt terrible all week about what happened on Sunday. That was a massacre. I also completely sympathize that it's frustrating to watch other teams make fun moves, making big trades, signing expensive free agents, because we as fans watch that and we go, oh man, this is a team that really believes in what they're doing and they think this is the best way for us to win. And it's exciting. I get it. It doesn't pan out. Trading for Mohamed Sanu didn't help the Patriots last year. Trading for Emmanuel Sanders didn't help the 49ers last year. Now you can watch the Chicago Bears, who are currently 4-1, and one, and they're winning games against some bad teams, and that's great. And they may even be a great football team this year. But their future is kind of bleak. They haven't had a first-round pick in years. Their roster is depleted. They have no cap space. They have no young players who are up and coming who can take over the reins when their current players age out. Kingsley Kiki is one of the highest-graded defensive linemen in the league right now. He was drafted by Green Bay in 2019. You haven't thought about him at all in the last couple years. Why? He wasn't ready. We had other guys ahead of him who could do the job better. Now when we need him, he's stepping up, and he knows what to do. No rookie would be able to come in and do what Kingsley Kiki is doing for us right now. The draft is not about this year. 2018's draft is about this year. 2019's draft is about this year and next year. The Packers didn't draft John Runyon so he could take over this year. They knew they had offensive line problems coming up in the future, and they needed to start fixing the problem now before it becomes an issue. Yeah, well, the wide receivers we have right now aren't very good. That really wasn't a problem the first four weeks of the year, was it? We had guys schemed wide open all the time. There was always somebody who was able to catch the ball. I like Alan Azard. I love his personality. He's a great kid. You didn't think he was the answer six months ago, but now that he had a breakout game against the Saints, now that he's put on IR, now you think he's one of our top elite players and we're in serious trouble without him. Even though you and the rest of social media have been wrong every single time, the question of wide receiver or trading for another player has come up. Alright, that's enough of that rant. I do have some breaking news. David Bakhtiari, who everyone is kind of concerned about because he has a chest injury and was taken out of the game against Tampa Bay, is not practicing. Matt LaFleur was asked about him this morning, and he refused to give any comment other than there's no news he will not be practicing today. Tyler Lancaster, Robert Tanyan, Tyler Irvin, and Darnell Savage all did not practice today either. Aaron Rodgers, who took some nasty shots to the ribs on Sunday, is practicing. He looks fine. Alan Lazard returned to practice. This is the first time we have seen him since his core muscle injury. He was very limited in practice. He went through stretches and some pre-practice warm-ups, but it's a good sign. This was originally slated to look like about a six-week injury, so we would be at the halfway point right now, meaning we probably don't get him back in time for the 49ers game, but we might have him back for the Jaguars. Given Roger's terrible track record every time Devontae comes back from injury, I'm not really sure that have a problem with waiting until the Jaguars in order to see Lazard back again. Consistency has seemed to be a really big factor in our offensive success. Not only that, but the Packers do tend to play better when they are underdogs. Here's Aaron Rodgers on the topic of consistency.
0: I mean, I think we all need that a little bit. When the complacency starts, starts to sink in and you start kind of feeling yourself a little bit, it's always good to, to kind of get knocked down a little bit. And, and look, it happens. I mean, I don't, like to, to deny that it happens is is to deny the reality of uh, dealing with success. I mean, we all deal with it from from some level, yourself too. you got to be careful, you and the boys. You know, When you start climbing too high, you got to remember what it took to get to that point. And I feel like we just, you know, we came into the season, not an unknown, but not many people talking about us, even though we were 13-3 in an NFC championship. Then we went four games, pretty convincingly, and people are like, they're the best team in the NFL. Well, you got to play like it every week if you want to be the best team in the NFL. Yes. Myself yeah. and our squad didn't, and I think it, it can be a good thing. I'm not saying, look, nobody wants to lose to figure things out. You also can find ways to positively move forward from difficult situations. We got our butts kicked. You know, I think it's, it's something that we can learn from. People want to, you know, take anything you say and you know, then those people can make a win-win out just about just about anything that can fit a narrative. That's fine. But look, I, I stand by the things that I say, and I feel like that we can use this as a positive and and a reminder when we start climbing that hill again. That you know, it, consistency uh, is the most important thing, and great teams have consistent habits. And so we got to keep doing the things that got us to four and zero. Uh, in order to get back to where we want to be
1: one final thing before we wrap up please go to packdraft.com slash newsletter and sign up for the packernet e-newsletter we put together it's packed with fabulous content and don't worry if you don't like my opinions i'm not the guy who wrote it so you can get great knowledge from people who are smarter than me and let me tell you the production value is great Remember, that's packdraft.com slash newsletter. Or you can go to the Packernet Podcast Facebook page and click on the newsletter tab. For more in-depth analysis and a look at Packers strategy, make sure you're subscribed to the Packernet Podcast, hosted by the Pack Daddy, Ryan Schlipp. Keep up on all the Green Bay Packers news by going to packernet.com and follow the Packernet Podcast on Facebook. My name is J.J. Leahy, and this has been The Daily Cheese your Green Bay Packers news update.